Welcome to Taxing Poetic. I am your co-host, Tim Howe. And I'm your co-host, Jenny Carter. With our infamous producer, JB. Hello. And today we are going to be talking about sales taxes in humid football land, which is going to be covering the states of Arkansas, Louisiana, Texas, and Oklahoma, where the, the wind comes sweeping down, down the plain. And the waving wheat can sure smell sweet when the wind comes right behind the rain. All oh, right, okay, that's enough. So I did not know you were going to do it that long. <laughs> I thought you were just going to do the Oklahoma I mean, part. we can keep No, going. we can go ahead and cut that, <laughs> some of it. But oh, it's all staying. And, oh. and just a reminder that when we do these regional series that JB has looked these up on Wikipedia, and they have grouped them together. And yes. And did this have an actual name? This one, I can't remember. I Was mean, it the South Central, Western, North right. Central portion of that the sound, Southwest? That sounds correct. <laughs> uh, at some point in the episode, I will let you guys know. In exactly. all honesty, folks, Wikipedia groups our states into the most interesting like collection of states ever. But yes, yes, if you look at our regional series and their titles, um, we didn't pick those. Wikipedia did. It's no, we a didn't. Very reliable source. There you go. So Absolutely. yeah. So today, like Tim said, Arkansas, Louisiana, Texas, and. Oklahoma. Okay. We're not going to sing again. All right. Oh, yeah. Dang it. I th- wait, did you hear something? No, I did not. I think it's Broadway calling. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Oh, to fulfill my lifelong dream. Uh, yeah, which is right after haiku, which today, are you going to be doing a haiku for us? I'm not doing a haiku because I actually got one sent in to me from a fan. This is from Dr. Frank Ross in Indianapolis. And Dr. Frank Ross says, <clears throat> tax season arrives. Numbers dance on paperwork. Wallet feels lighter. <laughs> I thought that was very well done. It's good, Thank yeah. You. It's it's generic. It's not. It's he didn't know what we were gonna. You know, you know what our topic was. Of course, I'm gonna completely give Dr. Frank a solid B plus on that. Yes, that was really good. He didn't know, you know, what we were gonna talk about today. So um, I thought it was a great haiku, and we encourage you, please send us your haikus. And, so did uh, you uh, did you capture that haiku during your recent drinking escapades in in Indianapolis? <laughs> <laughs> it was actually in West Palm Beach. Oh, no. <laughs> so <laughs> I love it. Oh my goodness. For your information. For your information. Yes. Yeah, so okay. please, if you have a haiku you'd like to send in, if it's uh, up to par, B plus or above, maybe I'll read it on the podcast. Or review. Oh, I love it. Give or, us a review. Or review. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Give us a review. That'd be great. A oh. good one though. Oh yeah, only good ones. <laughs> we don't want your bad ones. Yeah, Tim. Actually, you were very close. It's uh, West South Central. West, South, Central. There we go. Which, is that the Bloods or the Crips or which one? <laughs> oh, my goodness. And uh, apology number one. And apology number okay. one. There we go. I think it might be MS-13. <laughs> Anyways. Or LA Kings. <clears throat> okay. So we're going to be mixing things up today and going to be jumping right into Pop Quiz Hot Shots. So... And why are we doing this, Tim? Um, because JB tends to get a little frustrated when we actually cover the quiz material during the show. So we're gonna because we're too smart. That's exactly because it. we are already answering our own quiz questions as we discuss. Right, wicked and, smart, and that basically wicked smart. <laughs> wicked smart. So yeah, and basically makes JB actually have to work instead of you know sitting know. here and listening and and gathering knowledge. Heaven forbid. Heaven forbid. So JB, take it away. Okay, so our first question is for Jenny. Let's see if. Uh, she remembers our pre-pro meeting. Uh, which jurisdiction operates under Napoleonic law? Napoleonic law is Louisiana. Louisiana, that is correct. Uh, woop woop. So for those of you keeping track at home, 
Jenny's still losing. Because they're... Uh, we don't know that yet. <laughs> and I have my that, disappointed face. No. Yes. No, Jenny's probably winning. Yes. Yes. Okay, In Tim, life, at least. In life. All right, Tim, which is a home rule state? Uh, of these three, that would be Louisiana. Is that true? Yes. It I is just, true. I just realized I didn't write down the answers. Oh. <laughs> that is 100% correct. JB, this is an important part of a quiz. It is really, to know what the answers really are. Jenny, give the definition of home rule. Why you is had Louisiana one home job <laughs> because they want their own, the locals want to collect their own tax uh, at their own jurisdiction level and not to rely on the state to remit it to them. There you go. Bingo. So, yeah. Do we like that? No, as ta- well, at least for I'm sure the local home rule jurisdictions like it. It makes tax administration that much more difficult. No, we don't like it, we as in like Tim it. and I do not like it. It seems like it would make it more complicated. Yeah, it's just yes. more returns, right? I mean, yes. you have to file more paperwork and you have to do more stuff, so yes. it's it's a little bit more difficult. We object. Yeah, we object. So it's like when I have to do the quiz after you've been talking, you just have to do more work and you don't like it. Oh, snap, in your face. I believe. Yeah. That was a little bit of a burn. I know. <laughs> that, that, that's second degree. Sick. We haven't reached third degree yet. No. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay, Jenny. Yes. Which jurisdiction has no state income tax? Texas. Texas. Wow. Good job. Yeah. Good job, Jenny. We're doing well here. We know a little bit about the humid mm-hmm. states. Mm-hmm. Um, all all right. right, Tim. Which two states are full members of the SSTA? Uh, that would be Arkansas and Oklahoma. That is correct. You guys are killing it today. And uh, for for your boy here, what is the SSTA? That is the Streamline Sales Tax, basically agreement. Um, it's it's a bunch of states that got together to create uniform definitions of products and also try to try to effectively align themselves in the treatment of sales tax within those states. Now they don't have uniform rates. They don't have uniform methods of um, uh, remittance or filings or, or things of that nature. But as far as the definitions of their products, they all kind of agree as to what is the definition of software, what is the definition of candy, um, things of that nature. I don't understand. It's like, unless you're going to get all the states in, why do you even have it? Well, you know, they they were, they were had a great idea in principle, um, and it's it's just been a tough road to sled for them. You know, frankly, it... it I, Everybody has always said, until you get the really difficult states, which is like New York, California, Colorado, Louisiana, Alabama, you know, Texas, until you get those larger states or the more difficult tax administration states on board, it's kind of a a little bit, I don't want to say pointless. It it, it is pointless. That's what I'm trying to say. And you're saying it nicely and I'm not. So um, it is pointless because I feel like it would be the most helpful if it involved those states. Yep. So, but. And to all the folks from the SSTA that are actually listening, I personally apologize for my (laughs) co-host views. I know you put in a lot of work. I've been to your meetings and listened to you argue about definitions. But yes, it's okay. (laughs) No, we appreciate, I do appreciate what you tried to do. But if you can get, I don't know, California on board. That'd be awesome. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. Let me let me see how that works out for you. Okay, Jenny, which state's sales tax is capped at 8.25%? Texas. She loves Texas and Louisiana. I mean, dude, you want to give her more softballs? I mean, like, come on. You're going to have to take it up with Donna. <sighs> Donna. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you, Donna. I Our love you. secret research <laughs> person. Yes, thank you, Donna. Thank you, Donna. Uh, does that make your job harder or easier? Uh, you know, you would think in Texas that it would make it, you know, easier. 
But no. Why is that not easier in Texas, Jenny? It's, um, I was going to say it. First of all, I think he asked me that question, but <laughs> it's fine. Um, so it's easier for if you're a remote seller, because then it's, you know, the single rate, 8.25. Mm-hmm. Right. And, but if you're not a remote seller, then you do have to uh, report with the localities. So then you're doing location. And there are hundreds, yeah, hundreds of them. Of, like, yes. and it's weird stuff. Like you got mm-hmm. Houston. Um, you know, Harris County, then, you know, Houston MTA, Harris County, like, I mean, just all these weird different classifications. You have Dallas mi- Crime Control. Dallas I was Crime like, I need a TV show called <laughs> Dallas Crime Control. There you go. You got municipal utility districts, mud districts, and all that other fun stuff. It just, it, it gets really weird. Yes. Yeah. But we do appreciate the um, single rate remote seller rate. So. There you go. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. Okay, Tim, last one. Oh, here comes the here comes the tiebreaker. Which of these states has a single local use tax rate for remote sellers? Oh, <laughs> did we just discuss? Sure that? did, and I was just like, <laughs> "Keep going, Jenny." Um, let me t- let me take a guess. Texas. Okay, so hold on. Let me just well, let me. You uh, asked me. I know the- it's, it is my fault, but uh, you still did it. No, no, no. It's not my fault. Yeah. You asked. I asked. But the... It's uh, not well, like Tim GPT needs any assistance. I also just asked, is it easier? You you text Poetic way deeper into like, I'm just, is it easier? It could have been a simple yes or no. <laughs> um, okay, so Tim's actual question then, what is it? It's Texas. What's the single local use tax? Oh, what's the rate? Uh-huh. Is it 8.25%? No, it's 8%. Mm-mm. What is it? Oh, 6.25%. Six, Way lower. 6%? 1.75%. Wait, what? No, that doesn't make any sense. What is that? How is that possible? So t- so, so, let's distinguish this. So Texas has a cap on the total sales tax rate. Their mm-hmm. total sales tax rate is 8.25%. But the question that Donna asked at the end, so that- Oh, the single rate, local The single use. local use tax rate is 1.75%, which brings the state rate of six and a quarter- Plus the single local of one seven five to the total state of eight <laughs> percent. Apparently, love Texas, and we're going to get into the complexities of Texas even I mean, more a little bit. God blesses it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't don't mess with and it. And don't mess with it. Yeah, don't mess the with it. Stars and stripes are big and bright. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to do a quick history lesson on all these humid football land states. I love it. All right, welcome back, everybody. And now we are going to start with some lessons from humid football land on each one of these individual states. And let's start off with the great state of Arkansas. Who pigs who we? There we go, calling the hogs. Giddy up. So, um, what is a funny thing about Arkansas? You know what? When you look at their tax return, what do they actually call their sales tax, Jenny? I know. You just pointed this out the other day, and I felt kind of dumb for not knowing it. Um, I was like, yeah, of course they have um, state sales tax. And you said, no, it's actually a gross receipts tax. They call it gross receipts, but it actually is a sales tax, which is really kind of funny. It's It's like a nomenclature difference. Yes. Yeah, because there's a ton of... You know, exclusions and deductions, and there's certain exemptions and things like that. But it so it's not really a gross receipts tax, but they just like to call it gross receipts. I know that's so interesting. So somebody from Arkansas, if you want to call in or or at least you know email us and and tell us why they actually called it a gross receipts tax to begin with, that'd be that'd be pretty interesting to know. That would be helpful. Yeah, um, but they actually 
tax some very interesting services. That's something to be very aware of when you're actually in, in Arkansas. Um, they, they tax like landscaping and lawn care services. They tax wrecking services, uh, tattooing and piercing services, Ooh. I think, were actually taxed at some point, or they still are there. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Arkansas is, uh, you know, it's it's a very, very interesting state, um, just, just with some of the individual regimes and, and some of the localities like Fort Mill and Little Rock and stuff like that. They all have local level taxes you have to be aware of, especially in the prepared food and beverage and the hospitality space. Pop quiz hot shot. What is the huge company located in Arkansas? Um, Wally World. Oh, yes. <laughs> Marty Moose. <laughs> Marty Moose. <laughs> no, it would be Walmart. Excuse me. Yes, our friends at Walmart. And what city are they in in Arkansas? Oh, I don't know if I know this. Is it Little Rock? It's Bentonville. No, I never would have gotten that. Yeah, Bentonville, Bentonville. Arkansas. Wow. If you had the said name two cities in Arkansas, <laughs> I would have been like, okay, so Little Rock. <laughs> and Hope. I know Hope. There you go. Yeah. Fayetteville. Arkansas. Oh, Fayetteville. Fayetteville. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Way to go. Springfield. Right. Yeah. Spr- what? Probably. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Arkansas. We'll apologize to you later. Philadelphia. Phil- yeah, I know. <laughs> Tampa. Um, Allegheny. Allegheny. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> no, not going there. <laughs> not going. So, okay. So, are you going to talk about Walmart? Uh, no. I mean, just it, it's, you know, very interesting. I mean, there's, there's you know, multiple large companies that are actually located in Arkansas, but it's just, uh, you know, it's a beautiful state. Great place to do business. Walmart's headquartered there. Tyson's Foods headquartered there. Hey, Stuart Bray, if you're actually listening. Um, but anyways. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, you have a great website, Arkansas, so I appreciate that. You, you make go. tax reporting very easy. Yeah. So, good stuff. Yeah. Congrats. All right. So, are we moving on to Louisiana? Uh, yes. Okay, Napoleonic Law. So, yeah, what's the difference between Louisiana law and everywhere else, Jenny? Oh, yeah. Um, we talked about this the other day, and aren't the counties, the counties are all called parishes. Right, but the difference in the form of law is that everywhere else in the United States uses common law oh, or English right. common law, uh-huh. and... Louisiana uses Napoleonic Code. Okay. And the big deal, the big difference between Napoleonic Code or Louisiana civil law versus common law is the fact that in common law, judges typically have to rely on judicial precedent. And they, they typically do rely on judicial precedent in, the, in past cases and, and right. things of Case that law, basing their decisions on previous decided right. decisions. Okay. Star, stare decisis, right? Right, right, yeah, yes. Latin terms. Latin. But, mm-hmm. but when we're looking at Louisiana, Louisiana actually allows a judge to rely on his or her interpretation of the codified statutes. So even though they typically do look at precedent and precedent comes into their deciding factor— Louisiana cases tend to change from time to time, which is why it's very important when you're doing tax research in Louisiana to look at case law because a judge can look at something and say, you know what, I completely disagree with this. I think that we should actually believe, you know, opine on it in this manner. I think that I should, you know, take this position because these folks have made a much stronger argument and that's it and allows them to do that. Is it because Napoleon was basically a dictator, so he just got to make all the decisions? I have absolutely no idea. That's a really funny thing, but no. Oh, well, we need to do some um, French uh, history research because, um, yeah, that's what it sounds like. Okay, Waterloo. <laughs> Another Does great... it make it easier to pass the bar in Louisiana then? No. no. They have a separate bar, don't they? They Isn't do. Bar? Yeah, it, if you... From what I understand, if you pass the Louisiana bar, it doesn't count any other state. Yeah, right? it's like, uh, I mean, remember Frank Abagnale Jr.? Yes! You know, he passed the bar in Louisiana, so I was just wondering if maybe Napole- maybe that was just easier, and that's yeah. why he was able to do that. Right. Louisiana oh. attorneys, um, give us an email or a call uh, yeah. and let us know. So counties and parishes, we discussed that. Okay. Yeah, what's the difference so, between a county and a parish? 
There is really one, right? Right. They just call it parish. It sounded like a joke. Right? I thought it was like, eh, I know, like I, coming? <laughs> no. Counting a parish, walking to a bar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and one comes out of county. <laughs> What's an example of something that can happen, specifically in Louisiana, that maybe couldn't happen, like because of the parish versus county? You know... I wouldn't say that it couldn't happen in other jurisdictions, but what's very interesting in a number of parishes in Louisiana, you actually cut tax checks to the sheriffs or the, you know, whoever is the presiding individual over, you know, tax collection within that jurisdiction. So you may be cutting a check to Sheriff Joe Smith or Sheriff, you know, Jerry Walker. And there's history of significant embezzlement and things of that nature in Louisiana, mm. which is quite interesting. Yeah. People, I mean, you can look this up. There's, there's, you know, stories of, you know, police walking into people's homes and finding freezers full of cash because <laughs> tax checks were just not being deposited because it was cut to this person. So I am Googling, where can I be elected sheriff in Louisiana? <laughs> that sounds like it would be a lot of fun. Jenny, you have some ethical <laughs> concerns. We need to, Take offline. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, you can catch me in Louisiana. All right. So you want to move on to Surrey with the fringe on top? With the fringe on top. All right. Oklahoma. Yes. Awesome. There will be singing we, always. We've always, yeah, we've definitely covered the singing bit. <laughs> Jenny and I are huge Such fans of Oklahoma. Yes. Just a great musical. Yeah. All and a great state. Oh, yeah. It is a great state. Do you have any opinions, I'm sure, about... Um, NCAA football in Oklahoma? Uh, Boomer Sooner. Yeah. yeah. Actually, uh, one of the uh, very first away games that I'd ever been to um, was uh, at Oklahoma State. And um, Eskimo Joe's Bar is absolutely amazing to sit inside and uh, in Stillwater, Oklahoma. And the Oklahoma State Band actually comes in and plays their fight song. And it's like 9,000 decibels. It almost makes you deaf. But it's a really cool stadium, cool football environment. Good stuff. Haven't been to Norman. Haven't been to, you know, Soonerland. But hopefully now that they're part of the SEC, we'll be making a pilgrimage there at some point. Oh, boy. So, Tim, for real, let's talk about some tax stuff there. So, um, yeah. This is a great chance to bring up um, uh, First Nation uh, taxation, uh, tribal um, taxation with with Native Americans. Um, You know, Oklahoma is, is... full of, of, you know, uh, tribal communities, just like, you know, some of our other states, Arizona, Washington, what have you, Mm -hmm. um, dealing with Indian tribes and specifically with sales tax exemptions can be very, very difficult. Right. Um, and, and it's not that they're trying to fraudulently, you know, use their exemptions. It's just, we often, we often get a lot of questions of, Hey, somebody's buying something from me and they've, told me that they're part of the Indian tribe and that they need to be exempted or they're, they're part of, you know, the Navajo Indian nation, or they're part of, you know, um, the, you know, Swinomish Indian reservation in, in Washington, they, they need to be exempted. Well, you need to make sure that you have the appropriate documentation and obviously be asking the question, well, what are you using this stuff for? Right. Um, if they're using it for, a, you know, tribal community, um, usage, or if they're actually taking it and using it for personal use, that's obviously, potentially it may not qualify. You have to understand the specific rules within those jurisdictions. So it, it's a very, very interesting topic of sales tax um, as it pertains specifically to exemption certificates and just general exemptions, period. And Tim, I was going to drop a little bit of uh, IPT knowledge on you. Oh, boy. That one of the major cases we study uh, for sales tax school is um, Jefferson Lines versus Oklahoma. So a major second prong case came from that state. When was that? 
1995. Oh, look at that. I know. A major internal uh, versus external consistency test. So, so yeah, it's just a major, major landmark case. So way to go, Oklahoma. There you go, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I love it. So thank what's you. A, what's something people have to be, if you're from Oklahoma and you're collecting sales tax, what's something you have to be worried about when it comes? That seems very confusing, <laughs> the lines. With regards to just collecting and knowing, like you have a tax exempt card, but it's for certain things and not. For it's others. just in 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 all honesty, it, a lot of it has to pertain to the seller's obligation to make sure that they understand that first off that they're taking an exemption certificate in good faith, right? So, like if somebody's coming through a drive through at McDonald's and they're like, "Hey, I'm part of you know this this nation or this tribal authority. I, I want to buy my you know." Big Mac meal or, or whatever to be completely tax exempt. It's like, no, not so much. But if they're coming into a tractor supply or if they're going into a Home Depot or something, they're buying a large quantity of, you know, building materials and other things and they want to, okay, well, it, at that point, you can kind of make the safe assumption that, yeah, this, this is probably going for some form of First Nation activity or something else that I, I think I can accept this in good faith and be good to go. Always ask the appropriate question. What are you using this for? And you're it's your duty and frankly your right to be able to do that as an agent of the state because we all know that when you register to collect sales tax in jurisdictions you're registering as an agent as an extension of the state to collect the tax on their behalf so it's technically your duty to ask those questions to make sure that you know what's occurring or how somebody's going to be using a product and you can say no you can say, hey, I'm sorry and it may not be the best customer service decision right to make a customer upset but until they prove or make you comfortable that, you know, the exemption is valid and that they're using it in an exempt manner, you don't have to grant it. You're the, you know, you're the state, effectively. At the end of the day, JV, it really is a gray area. Exemption certificates mm-hmm. are a major, major discussion under every audit that we typically service for, for a, lot, a number of our clients. How is the exempt, you know, how do you know? Like, that's what the auditors love to say. Okay, here was a $30 transaction and you exempted it with an exemption certificate. How did you know what that person was doing with it? From the name of the company, it doesn't look like they would be using it in an exempt fashion. How do you prove yeah. that? And, you, and, and JB, you're right though. The the, the laws it, they seem specific and black and white, like you say. You know, we can't it can't do this, but it's how they get applied. To Tim's point, um, that it makes it become gray. Uh, that's right. Know, like so, and and how auditors enforce it too. Right. And and, and a lot of times we we may come to an impasse, and we may have to say, you know what. We'll get a letter from the customer if the customer still even exists, right? Or we'll get documentation to see like a PO that shows how this was, you know, particularly being used. Um, other times we may just come to a managed settlement and say, okay, fine, maybe we didn't get the appropriate documentation and we need to. But most of the certificates will actually ask you on their certificate, how is this item being used? Is it being purchased for resale? Is it being used in manufacturing? Is it being used for a, a tribal committee, you know, meeting or, or something with, you know, the the development of, of real estate or property or something along those lines on the, on the tribal nation? Fine. That's, that's good. But in the absence of that, and sometimes we have customers that do grant exemptions without the appropriate documentation. They may have to pay tax under an audit, and it just happens. You know, it's very gray. Very gray. Very gray. Yes. Yeah. And Agreeable gray. Agreeable. <laughs> My favorite Sherwin Williams color. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> I like agreeable. There you go. Okay, so okay, last state, so Texas. What are your thoughts on Texas? Are we gonna? I know you just rolled your eyes. So, are we gonna talk football first, or are we doing taxes first? No, we can talk any sports in Texas. I mean, f- f- first off, to yeah, 
all my Houston Disastros fans out there. I'm not a big Oh, we're yeah. going baseball. Yeah, okay, we're going to move to baseball. baseball. Yeah, I don't, okay. I don't like the Rangers or the or the Astros because they compete with my Mariners. But oh, anyways. Okay. All right. So um, no, Texas, baseball. huge state, <laughs> bigger <laughs> sales tax problems. Very, very interesting um, across the board. They are a big board. state, yes. Yeah. They have some very interesting tax law. Yes. Contractors, um, you know, dealing with contractors in general. Contractors is probably one of the most complex areas of sales tax that we deal with. Um, just because contractors are typically deemed to be the end consumer of products that they purchase, right? That's why you don't pay sales tax when you buy a house. It's because your contractor's basically paid sales tax on the cost basis of all his materials. Get out, really? Yeah, that's right. I didn't know that. That's exactly right. And you don't ever pay sales tax when you when you go buy a home. You don't pay, pay sales tax when you typically buy a piece of you know large real estate. Yeah, I guess that's um, true. Yeah, it's because all you pay the, some other ones. <laughs> yeah, you do. You'll pay real estate transfer taxes and other things in other in other jurisdictions, but <laughs> for the most part, you won't pay sales tax on a lot of real property services in most states because the contractor is deemed to be the end consumer of all those goods and their performance of quote unquote a service. But in Texas, we have some very interesting rules. They ask to first look and say, okay, is this a residential? project or is this a commercial project? And you answer that and you say, okay, well, if it's a commercial project, what are you doing? Are you repairing um, and remodeling an existing structure or are you doing new construction? And what is the definition of new construction? Are you creating new usable square footage? And if so, then it's treated as a normal real property contract like in other states where the contractor is the end consumer. If you're doing remodel or repair activities, on an existing structure, then guess what? You actually get to buy your materials exempt, but you have to collect tax on the entire job, which includes labor and materials from your end customer. Ugh, is there a decision tree on this somewhere? Uh, believe it or not, we can do decision trees for people, and we typically have for contractors that tend to do work in Texas. Oh, goodness. I'm going to throw one even crazier for you. So let's talk about SaaS and software in Texas. Oh, please. Please, do we have to? Yes, we do. <laughs> please don't. So SaaS is um, software as a service. Um, very interesting and growing area of, JB likes to talk gray area, gray area of taxation. Um, a lot of states are trying to play catch up into how they tax SaaS-based services. Um, basically, software as a service in Texas is something that's deemed to be software as a service. You actually only have to pay tax on 80% of the value of the transaction. So Texas gives you a 20% quote-unquote credit. So if I paid $1,000 for a SaaS subscription, I would only have to pay tax on $800 of that subscription for that month. Well, that's good, right? It's good, but it just makes calculating that tax oh. really interesting. You have to have that's a tax true. engine that's strong enough to do that. What's the benefit to the state? for doing? Are they trying to make, is that a benefit for the people? They're like, please use your software here. Look at this break we're giving you. No, it's more of just their interpretation of what services versus, you know, um, there's, they're saying basically there's like a 20% service-based component of SaaS that shouldn't be taxed, but the other 80% would deem to be software, which is typically taxable in Texas at 100%. So they're saying, we're going to give you 20% reduction so that you're not paying tax on quote unquote, the service component, but the other 80%, you're going to be fully subject to the tax. Seems like a good guy move. Seems like a good guy move. <clears throat> I also saw another good guy move here. Effective uh, September 1st, Texas is um, ha uh, allowing exemptions on the following. Wound care dressings. 
Um, adult and children's diapers and baby wipes, feminine hygiene products, maternity clothing, breast milk pumping products, and baby bottles. So yay, yay for women and babies. <laughs> they weren't doing that. I know already? they should be doing that. <laughs> oh no, my they, gosh! I know. So now they are exempting it. So the, all all your favorite things, Tim. <laughs> they're, they're all, your adult diapers are. <laughs> You can buy them tax-free in Texas. <laughs> no comment. I have no idea how we went from contractors to adult diapers. I apologize. Sorry, Only just, in two moves. Just a, in two moves. Just a legislative update Congratulations, for Jenny, for the checkmate. I'm, I'm left speechless. Well, before we uh, close out today, we've got a long list of apologies. Finally, uh, we haven't had a long list for a while. Um, so gang culture, we really were all over the map with uh, when we West, South, Central. I think we, we said I'm almost just, the name of every gang. I'm just trying to fit in. Uh, SSTA, because yeah. we talked over it. I, I told you to redo it. You just didn't. Um, <laughs> so that part's going to be weird. Um, congratulations on Colorado getting yet another Easter egg mention, because we cannot go one podcast without saying the word Colorado and we did it again what did we say about Colorado? I cannot remember but I was like we talked about it again at some point we have we always do we, we always do and then they're just constantly on they're, our apology I mean, congrats oh. um, are we gonna send them a Christmas card we should do something yeah we, need, uh, we should Arkansas cities and that's one's from me yeah I was gonna say for that's, not knowing any yes. of them and Oklahoma uh Allegheny Allegheny <laughs> we have to just apologize again we're, we're gonna have to cut that at some point but I'm sorry yeah. just Jenny's pronunciation of yeah. that is just amazing oh like uh, Fasimil <laughs> oh we're here again here we go uh, Louisiana attorneys we did I I think yeah. I may have like we 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 did say when like maybe it was easier I don't know it seemed like we did uh, Puerto Rico law schools that was me I said uh, yes oh I went to the law school in Puerto Rico like they were bad at law um <laughs> Probably oh, as good as uh, Oklahoma people Miller. who were probably over it that there is a very popular musical by the name by the same name. Uh, on behalf of Christopher Columbus for being dumb because like Tim said Native American and Indian, but there are a lot of people that use both, especially interchangeable in the law and the thing. But yeah, just on behalf of Christopher Columbus, and then uh, the Houston Astros who Tim called the Disastros. Yeah, no. I will never, ever <laughs> apologize to the Houston Disastros, ever. I knew he was going to rescind it immediately, so that was why our last one. Tim, you are, you are canceled. All right, Jenny, take us home. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening today. Uh, we would love for you to subscribe and follow us on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Stitcher. You can also watch us on YouTube. Thank you so much. Looking forward to having you next time. Hook em horns. <laughs> Good job. 